What's up, Internet? My name is Rob Wong. This is The Great Date Guy. Let's talk flirtation. <laughs> I'm going to circle back around and come up with a catchy title later. So it's going to be different than what you just heard. Uh, but that being said, I have stumbled into a couple of big deal ideas about how flirtation works. And this isn't the truth, but I think this is closer to the truth than I've ever gotten on this subject matter and it's really it's really bringing a lot of pieces together for me so i hope it does the same for you so let's start off with understanding what flirtation is now at its core i think flirtation is essentially indicating how interested i am in this other person but doing it in small measured doses now the reason for this is actually pretty simple. Uh, it's not to scare off the other person. It, it is not avoiding that, rather, right? I'm not measuring out how much interest I'm showing this other person because they'll spook and run away if I'm too interested all up front. Uh, I mean, that sometimes is a side effect. Admittedly, sometimes that does happen. But the reason why we're taking this on is because it is simply sexier to do it that way. So, let me explain. I think even more core than that definition is the sense that flirtation is about creating a sense of progression for someone else, right? That they are gradually winning you over and vice versa. It's the reason why the beginning of a relationship is so juicy and sexy because you have so much fucking progression to lean into. You can go from being perfect strangers to wanting to tear each other's clothes off and fuck their brains out, right? And it's on both sides. And it's so validating because you're winning, winning, winning. There's this streak of doing that. Now, when you arrive at a certain point of comfort within a relationship, well, all of a sudden that rush of chemicals and strong sense of progression is removed, right? And there's also the biological component of new relationship energy. You have different neurochemistry that's happening in the beginning of a relationship. But I am willing to bet that a big, big, big chunk of that is that sense of novelty, Right? This person is new. I'm learning new things about this person all the time. And with that comes that sense, again, of progression. Now, that's also the reason why flirting, banter, and teasing um, are important. Flirting in of itself is a mechanism to move the relationship further, right? to establish that there's a deeper level of intimacy and connection that is happening here. In the beginning, it's very obvious. So that's what that does. Teasing is kind of the opposite. Teasing pulls in the other direction, right? It indicates that there might be some doubt, that there are some flaws that you found in this person or something about the relationship that doesn't work. And the reason why teasing is extra important is that if you are not teasing this person, then there will be, at some point, a pull away in another way. There are some of us that are wired to generate conflict 
when things feel too certain in order to create uncertainty inside of a relationship. If someone is extremely freedom oriented, then you may notice that pattern. In fact, you may notice it in yourself. I notice it in me. If you're the type of person who, upon getting into a relationship, notices that after a little while you fall out of attraction and you drift away, case in point, take it maybe, just try try on that perhaps this might be one of the reasons that that happens. So does that then mean that you need to put on this fucking persona of like the, the push-pull, hot-cold kind of pick-up artist dude? I don't know why I said it that way. Pick-up artist <laughs> from Wisconsin. From the heart of Wisconsin, here comes the pick-up artist. <laughs> no, uh, no, that doesn't mean that, right? But it does mean that it might be worth it to explore, I'm going to argue, in two different areas. One is, how do I create more of a sense of play? How do animals play with each other? First, let's start with that. Animals play with each other by like kind of sort of attacking one another. But then when they have the opportunity to win, they sort of back off and then leave room for the other animal to come at them, right? And it doesn't matter if it's a huge dog and like a chihuahua or like two dogs that are the same size. The dynamic is still very much the same. And as humans, that sense of play is extremely important for creating a sense of magic and aliveness in our lives, right? And doubly so inside of relationship, where it's easy for things to stagnate because people tend to trend towards safety and certainty. I want to know that my partner is really invested in me. But at the same time, if my partner is really invested in me, then the sense of progression is lost. I can't, I can't win them over more. You know what I'm saying? So that piece is going to be important. So the thing to really get out of all of this is pretty straightforward. It's just that teasing kind of extends the new relationship energy, that little period of uncertainty. It allows us to feel more progress because when I'm teasing someone, I am creating a little bit more of like a question mark as to how this other person uh, shows up on my radar and vice versa. When someone else is making fun of me, it's a break in rapport. So in a lot of ways, you can think of this as you uh, like hitting the snooze alarm on the time that your relationship enters into the space of like no chemistry. And a relationship that is alive and sexy and magical will naturally have this comfortable balance between certainty and uncertainty. And you can do that by managing the amount of validation that you're providing to this other person with the amount of teasing that you're providing. It's also going to be really important that you come at this from this particular point of view, or maybe whatever one you arrive at, right? As long as it's not that you're doing this because you want to become, quote unquote, more attractive, right? Uh, because that's just another form of people pleasing. It's like this weird, unrooted place to be coming from. But if you can come up with your own personal reasons, um, that's going to go a long way. And for me, what I can see is that, you know, I've been in relationships where I, I've been the person who suddenly has the flip switched and I'm not attracted, right? And then it feels like this weird 
empty, pointless relationship, and then I've got to go. And that, that dynamic hurts people a lot. It hurts people a lot. And so I see that teasing and flirtation and learning to balance the two is a critical dynamic in making sure that I can continue to have exactly the relationship that I want and my partner can continue to have that relationship, the one that balances safety with romance, right? And, and ultimately, I think most of us are looking for that thing. And conventionally, it's sort of this trade-off. We, we can have one or the other. I can have a stable, monogamous relationship, but it's going to get kind of boring, and I can expect that the bedroom will be kind of boring. Or I can have the sexy, crazy fling, and we'll fuck each other's brains out all the time. And, but then we're going to get into terrible fights, right? And it's going to completely destroy us, and I'm going to have to recover from this relationship constantly. And I'm, I'm telling you that that is not necessary when you can learn to balance this dynamic. Now, the other piece is a layer up, right? So this is changing context. These are things that we can do, behaviors that we can add to relationships to extend their longevity, to make them work in the long run. That will work for your dating life. It will work for your relationships and it'll work for any other interaction involving people, right? Progression is something that we all want to feel. And it, in, in some senses, I think it's biologically wired or it's just part of our souls or however you want to look at it. We strive to continuously improve and see markers of our improvement. So if you're running a business, you need to be able to promote people. They need to be able to grow or they'll leave the business. If you are working with clients, they need to see progression or they're going to leave your ass because they want to feel better about themselves. And for most of us, there's this sense that if I'm not progressing, I'm fucking losing right? I'm a failure. And I, you know, it's obvious to me that I'm a failure because if I weren't a failure, then I would be progressing, right? I would be winning. I would be racking up the successes. And so the other component here, I think, is to look at how do I begin to decouple myself from the sense that I must progress in order to be happy. And that might be a lifelong thing. I'm, I'm not sure. This is something that I'm actively working on. And as I dive deeper and deeper into this process, some of that looks like beginning to trust in the universe and myself. Some of that looks like beginning to be comfortable with the void, with embracing stillness and staying in that spot and learning to find the joy in that. Some of that process for me looks like accepting the fact that I need <laughs> progression in my life. Otherwise, it'll feel like shit. That's going to be a part of me no matter what. And there's probably no way to really get rid of it. But there is a way to mitigate it. So that when I'm not progressing, it isn't this unbearable, torturous place that I'm trying to fix and escape. But rather, maybe like pain, 
It's a reminder that I need to sit down and get grounded and re-rooted in who I am and what's important to me and take some time to rest, recover, and embrace the stillness. But like with almost everything else in life, there is this paradox, this duality that we grapple with as humans, right? We want certainty and we want uncertainty. We have a logical brain and we have an emotional brain and they're fucking fighting with each other all the time. And we want progression and we want to let go of progression. And you can add that to the wall with all the other paradoxes of being a human being. But I think <laughs> I think this is core and fundamental to who we are. And that's why it's so valuable to begin to explore your own space, to understand your own mind, because there's so much overlap between who you are and who everyone else is. And as you get the inner workings of your mind and how you operate, that allows you to get other people as well. And when it boils right down to it, I don't know if that's even a colloquialism, when it comes right down to it, when you boil it down to its essence, there we fucking go. I'm so good at this. <laughs> yeah, so when you do those things, um, I think it becomes abundantly clear that people are fundamental to getting what we want in life. They're the ones who fulfill on that. And that goes for material things, like getting clients, people who are paying me, people who decide to pay me to give me an income, people who bring my things to me, right? I wouldn't have any of the things that I have in my life unless I was working with professionals, people who deliver my Amazon stuff to me, uh, my realtor or my the person that I invest with. Everything that exists in my reality is sort of either people are the gatekeepers to those things or they actively create those things for me to participate in. People are the answer when it comes to my happiness. Being with groups of friends and family are the reason why life feels fulfilling sometimes for me. And I think the pandemic has made it obvious that being around other people is something that helps us feel better, more stable, more complete in life. And so as always, I'm going to point to this fundamental truth. People are, have been, and will continue to forever be the answer to 99.99999% of your problems. And the better you are at working with people, the more success, the more joy, the more fulfillment, and the more sexiness, the more dates you will see in your own life. That is all the time that we have for today. My name is Rob Wong. This is the Great Date Guy podcast. And if you got something out of this, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Be sure to leave us a rating because that goes a long fucking way. Or in the future, as you listen to podcasts, I invite you to listen to them all the way to the end because that goes a long way for us as well. Um, any platform that this is hosted on, they pay attention to how far did people get into that podcast? And if you can make it through the doldrums in the middle or whatever, uh, that <laughs> that makes that makes a big difference for me. Uh, I think that causes Apple and the other platforms to push this out to more people. And of course, as always, thank you for making it here. You're one of the people that's helping promote this just by existing and by listening. And I appreciate you 
for being with me on this journey. I love you, and I will catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Peace.